I love gold. The look of it, the taste of it, the smell of it, the texture. I love gold so much that I even lost my genitalia in an unfortunate smelting accident. The Tainted Glove presents Yumper and Svo at the Show podcast with Tom Yumper Garcia. Oh, what a big man you are. Hey, let me buy you a pack of gum. I'll show you how to chew it. And Justin Svo Svoboda. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Two guys from Chicago talking movies. Welcome, everyone, to episode four of season two of Yumper and Swole at the Show, presented to you by Tank Love Network. I'm one of your co-hosts, Tom Garcia, a.k.a. Yumper, and with my other co-host, Justin Swole Soboda. Going on, Mr. Swoboda? Yumper, it's good to see your face. Definitely, definitely good to see you. I haven't seen you in a very long time. It's been, what, a week since we saw each other at Wiener Circle? Yes, and let's actually get into Wiener Circle, Swole. Tell me about your experiences and how you felt about that night with the uh, Marvelous Crew, the... Chicago Sports Bums. So first of all, shout out to the Chicago Sports Bums. Those guys are hilarious and awesome, and I love hanging out with them. Um, I'm actually going to go watch college basketball and get wings with Johnny on Sunday um, while you nerds have your wrestling fest. Um, but I'm very excited for that. Uh, those guys are amazing. I love chatting with them. Um, you know, I think the event went re- really, really well. We had some audio issues, but we made it work. Um, we had a, a massive turnout. It was better than I could have expected. Um, and everyone was so nice. And we had a great time. How about you? How did you feel about it? Uh, besides the audio issues, because you know that that was frustrating me because I tried to get everything to work. Yeah. Um, it was actually a really good night. Uh, I'm very, very, uh, you know, blessed to have everybody who came out for us. You know, from White Sox Twitter, from the 108 guys, you know, everybody from the bum side. And just doing a pile of the bums is us sitting around, BSing, shooting the breeze. Uh, and then going out afterwards and having a good time with everybody. Um, my wife sure enjoyed herself. I enjoyed myself. It was actually a really, really good night. And thank you for everybody who came out. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of planning went into that, like with all of us. Uh, but it was really, really fun. And I think uh, I think the bartenders were surprised at how much our crew, um, our friends, came out to drink and how much they drank. Because um, we walked into that bar, Frank's, I think it was. Yeah, Frank's. And it was dead in there. And yeah, then it he, was just a crap ton of our people drinking booze and partying. Yeah, it was a hell of a time, Baloney. Uh, yeah, when she talked to me, she was like, did you guys just have an event? And I'm like, yeah. We just had a podcast at the Winter Circle. And she's like, oh, she's like, how many people are coming? I'm like, I don't know, like 20 to 30. She's like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, we made that place a lot of money yesterday. That, that I mean, that Saturday. And Shankster, you were missed. So we got to hang out with you soon. Yeah, we owe you, Shankster. Um, but with that, so let's roll right into our show. So we had to do a pivot this week and we decided to use one of our, you know, we have notes and we have things planned out so we don't just throw things randomly. We have this long list of stuff we want to do. So we decided to pull from that list and do some hidden gems. But before we go into our hidden gems, you want to get into our normal segments of what we've been watching. So Swole, what you've been watching this week, man, man? So, um, you know, I'm scrolling through my movie list and, um, my, my old man and I were talking about hot tub time machine and I went back and I revisited hot tub time machine. Um, and holy shit, like, you know, me, like I love stupid raunchy comedies and hot tub time machine is, it still holds up. It's fucking hilarious. The eighties references are great. 
and um i i loved it and then the wife and i went to go see cocaine bear uh at amc no city and it's uh, once again that's another fun time just i know it's based on a true story but it's you know uh what's the word i'm looking for like it's sensationalized and it's magnetized and it's fucking hilarious how about you yup uh well i haven't seen cocaine bear i'm looking forward to going to see i've heard some mixed reviews about it but um Usually those movies kind of get those. And Hacked Up to Machine is um, a classic. Uh, so me and Jenna actually watched this movie called Peppermint. It's a Jennifer Garner movie that came out, I believe, on Netflix this year. But it was filmed in 2018. Uh, basically, it's like a, uh, a revenge movie where her family gets killed and she runs away because they think that basically she has mental issues. She runs away and starts training to go kill the people that actually killed her husband and daughter kind of a crazy revenge story but it's actually pretty awesome in terms of action and it's pretty interesting just to see her you know kick some ass it kind of reminds you of her Electra days even though Electra wasn't a great movie but it's got a lot of action it was really entertaining me and Jen enjoyed it a lot have you seen this one I actually have seen this movie I own it um I enjoyed this movie I think it falls in line with some of those movies that we talked about in the last episode we recorded Mm -hmm. where it's just a corny action movie um She's pissed off about the death of her daughter. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot too. Jen liked it a lot. Uh, it was just funny that they made the the bad people the cartel, which made me laugh. Um, and then you know, with the new release of the Hogwarts Legacy, I've been having some time when I'm not staying up to six in the morning studying, play some of it. Uh, so it really got me into the Harry Potter thing. So I started, I all the Harry Potters. I went back and watched from the Sorcerer's Stone all the way up to Deathly Hallows too. So within 10 years of movies and, you know, just looking back at the first Harry Potter, the CGI does not hold up at all. I think I tweeted that out. It's pretty horrible, uh, but I guess it's just a you know, victim of its time. But the newer one, the Deathly Houses holds up a lot. And like I sent this to Brian, I think in you too, like Harry Potter, the older he gets, he becomes more of an asshole, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I agree with you on... um. I agree with you on the CGI. I also am also I'm also playing um, Grand Theft Hogwarts uh, in my <laughs> free time on the PlayStation, and I really enjoy it. And I think the wife and I were like, we we probably need to revisit this universe. Yeah, I've actually thought about maybe reading the books. Uh, I don't know if I'll have time. I might do the audio version of it, go the Cherizi route. Um, but I'm really interested in now. It's a very like the say what you will about J.K. Rowling. I mean, just to take her stupidity out of it, the whole universe is really interesting and the whole concept of it, it kind of reminds me of like x-men for wizards kind of i remember like the first time that i saw the sorcerer's stone um i i never read any of the books and it was like my first introduction to, to harry potter i was like holy shit like this is like some star wars wizard of oz universe type stuff like this is going to be massive and like it, it was awesome yeah definitely um but it's like a classic so let us know at Yumper and Swole what you guys have been watching this week or let us know at our handles Zoboy Swole or at Lil Yumper on Twitter and let us know what you guys have been watching. I'll be able at- to respond to you guys in like three hours. <laughs> Swole was in the naughty list so he had to go into timeout. But uh, with that, let's go into our next segment and we have a special guest for this one. Swole, you want to introduce him? Yes, you know him as the host of the It's Getting Drafty pod. We call him Magnificent Stan or his legal name which I won't throw out there. If you know it, you know it. Or if he wants to it, reveal it, you can. 
It's uh, Eugene. It's it's Steve Perry, the lead singer of Journey. Oh, Steve Perry. And What's I should up, have guys? been gone. <laughs> What's happening, guys? What's up, man? What's up? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Just a uh, long so, day at work. Tired, but uh, ready, ready to ready to yuck it up with you guys. I do think. Mm-hmm. You know, correct me if I'm wrong here. That this is Magnificent Stan's first appearance on Yumper and Svo. Incorrect. No. It was he came on the first time when I came on to introduce the show. show. Yeah, that was the second time. But, but did we ask him the three questions? No, I have been asked the three questions before. I on I, the show. Yeah, well, I ho- remember I hosted the game the game night. Oh yeah, you've been on three of them. Yeah, you're not yeah. new, dude. You're an asshole. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you then. I, I started. I I've been on the, the show more than you game. have. Come on. I. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh. But. Magnificent Stan, aka Brian, aka Hill Daddy. What um movie did you Where bring? Where did that name come from? See, <laughs> Brian and Yump are best friends now. It's gonna no, be Brian are. and it's gonna be I, Yump and Brian at the show soon. Svo's just gonna be doing his thing, like hanging out with the tainted glove guys. <laughs> he's gonna be it. he's gonna have a show just talking to his bobbleheads. It's just gonna be Svo, and I just talk <laughs> about what hat I'm wearing this week. Well, gr- right. well grind your gears. But uh what movie did you pick to defend? I, I chose the 1984 um, horror comedy gore shit fest of uh, Toxic Avenger. Um, it's it's one of the funniest, silliest movies I've ever seen in my life. The gore is so over the top and ridiculous. Um, you know, it, it takes place in uh, a town called Tromaville, which is the uh, toxic waste capital of the world. It's also the com- the production company that made this movie, right? Trauma, yeah. And and this guy and the, and and Toxic Avenger was their first real feature, and uh, and it really kind of carried. They still exist today, and and they pretty much only exist because of the Toxic Avenger, because everything else they've ever done is just campy, ridiculous gore. Like it invented it invented that whole genre and uh, kind of set the set the pace for for that entire, uh, you know that that whole production company's line of work like that's all they've done are these just horribly like horribly mapped out horribly scripted horribly acted (laughs) movies with absolutely disgusting disgusting amazing gore in it yeah it's like comedy gore yeah oh yeah it it doesn't take itself seriously in any capacity um the movie's about a about a nerd basically he's a janitor at a at a at a like the local gym in Tromaville, which is weird because like it seems like everybody in that in that whole town basically goes to that gym all day. Um, every woman has like porn star titties, and it's yes. it's just so over the top. But but he there's a there's an accident where he falls out a window and he falls into a a a, a vat of uh, a toxic waste. And I do he, think I do think the movie poster. He was 98 pounds of solid nerd until he became the toxic Avenger. And then the tagline, the first superhero from New Jersey. See, which is funny because when you watch the movie, they say it's it's New York. I don't trust anything for sure. Like Kaufman had to do uh, something with that. Like um, Kaufman was nuts. So my first experience with this whole universe was actually not this movie. It was actually the cartoon that came out, Mm -hmm. um, which is basically the movie, but more watered down for kids. 
And then when I saw the movie, I'm like, holy shit, a kid's cartoon is based off this. Right. It's about it's about doing coke and running over children on bikes in your car. And like, just it's so fucking inappropriate <laughs> and messed up. And and yeah, they there's like a line of toys. They actually spawned a Ninja Turtles character um, from <laughs> Toxic Avenger. There was there was the yeah. Yeah. And. Oh. You know, a uh, future Oscar winner actually makes an appearance in this movie. Yes, she does. Marissa Tomei is uh, in the shower at one point in that movie. Um, you see her for like half a second, but you don't really notice it's her because she's so young. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what was the other guy's name? There's a guy that's been in like a million movies. Uh, Patrick Kilpatrick is in it. He is. And uh, if you look him up, he's been in like everything ever made, but... Uh, yeah, he's another uh, longtime actor, but uh, I found it interesting just doing a little research on it that Vincent D'Onofrio actually was offered the role of Bozo. Bozo, yep. And he yeah. actually uh, asked for a little bit of money, and they're like, "Yeah, you're, you're too much money." So they uh, they cast him by. Uh, so they, Gary so they found some. So they found someone to play Bozo, who's basically like the key villain in the movie. Uh, <laughs> is the reason he became the Toxic Avenger. He just a just a a sociopath, basically. But uh, the guy they pay, the guy that they had play it is so over the top and terrible. I think they paid him with a ham sandwich or something. So my first introduction to this was it's like Brian's going to make fun of me because we have this um, conversation all the time, and he tells is it me gonna, to, it's going to roll back into American Pie or Scream, right? No, it, you tell me that it's an oxymoron, and I, I'm going to fight you eventually. But um, Newfound Glory did a music video for a song called Head on Collision mm-hmm. that Lloyd Kaufman and the Troma team did all the special effects for. Because they're massive movie nerds and massive Toxic Avenger fans. And I was like, what the hell is this? And it kind of introduced me to it. Hmm, interesting. It's, uh, it, it's, it's so, it, it spans so far. And then what Troma did after that, I mean, they did four other, three, three other Toxic Avenger movies, um, which the third and the fourth ones are the best because the third one's called The Last Temptation of Toxie. <laughs> and, the, and the fourth one is called Citizen Toxie. So, um, so yeah, they had that whole series of movies. They did a movie called Terror Firmer, which is basically um it's them making a movie where all the horror shows up. So it's basically like them making a Toxic Avenger type of movie, but like the real thing happens to, to you know the actors and then the people involved in the film. That's that one's actually pretty pretty funny. Um, and then my favorite trauma film, Toxic Avenger is wonderful and, and terrific. My favorite all-time trauma film is actually Cannibal the Musical. If you've ever seen it, it's it's written and starring the guys that did South Park. So Matt Stone and Trey Parker are in it. And it's about um, a bunch of like privateers on the Oregon Trail. Um, and one of them, one of them gets accused of being a cannibal. And it's and it's it's a musical and it's I mean, it, it's what starts the South Park guys. I agree with Lou. <laughs> um, but I have to mention this because K-Fids will kill me if I didn't mention it. That the fact that James Gunn actually cut his teeth with uh, Troma. He actually uh, produced a movie called Tromeo and Juliet, which is a ripoff Romeo <laughs> and Juliet. It's about a guy who kind of marries a, a pig looking lady <laughs> or a, a creature. They yeah. fall in love. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. But yeah, he produced that. And also, uh, Lloyd Kaufman is like fucking bonkers. Like if you follow him on Twitter, it's just like a taste of how he really is. Uh, 
He's actually another way I was introduced to him was he was actually on James Rolfe's show, The Angry Video Game Nerd, a YouTube show. Mm-hmm. He actually did a series of Toxic Adventure video games with him, and he just talks like out of his ass that whole video. I love the Angry Video Game Nerd. So do I. They're, they're, those are one. I've never seen that one though. I'll have to I'll have to look yeah, that up. It's pretty out there, man. It's crazy. But I I, I don't know. Like I had a lot of people that hate Toxie, mm-hmm. but I mean I like I get it. it. I, I mean, get I get it. where it needs to be. Yeah, you, you definitely so, get it. Yeah, you have to have that kind of sense of humor where it's like, this guy's face just literally exploded. Like, <laughs> like it looks everybody's head that explodes. It just looks like a watermelon, basically getting crushed. You know, like Gallagher. I think the best way, Gallagher. the best way we could describe the Toxic Avenger is Lou. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, this. There's a scene where he pulls a guy's arm off in uh in the like there's like a mexican restaurant <laughs> he pulls the guy's <laughs> arm off and like beats him with it and it turns out the actor that played that role actually had a prosthetic arm so they just pulled it off pull his prosthetic <laughs> arm off so how old were you when you first saw this movie brian so i had a cousin who just was obsessed with weird crazy horror and gore like i saw this when i was so this came out 84 probably saw it when i was probably seven or eight years old so probably like 80, 87, 88. Um, like this and like the Evil Dead movies and like like all. Wow. Of, yeah, I, th- th- that's my and I'm not I'm not like a huge horror guy, but but that's my that's my jam like that. So, uh, man, Brian, I'm so glad you I had these questions that I wanted to ask Yump and I forgot what they were. And like you, you triggered it. Yump, um, I went to the movies like twice this week, three times this week, actually. And every time I went, I saw the trailer for Evil Dead Rise. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this trailer and where they're taking this franchise? Uh, it's interesting to me. Uh, for one, it doesn't bother me a lot that they're making a kind of a reboot of the series because uh, Sam Raimi and basically Bruce Campbell have been behind it the whole time. And Bruce Campbell, I think, actually helped write this a little bit. Um, I, I'm going to miss the Ash character not being in there, but I understand sure. why they can't do it because of Bruce Campbell's in the 60s. But I'm, it looks really interesting to me, and I'll probably check it out. I saw the last one, and I liked it. Uh, this is a different, you know, turn from it. So I'll see how it does. And you the know, trailer looks disturbing. Yeah, a, a lot, a lot more disturbing than the previous film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna follow the formula of the originals too much. Like I think there's it's, not gonna be a lot of humor. But but <laughs> Bruce being involved, I think Bruce being involved, they'll do it. They'll 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 do it right. They'll do it well. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, it looks good. There's a lot of like great stuff coming out. Did you guys hear that? So speaking of the uh, go back to talk to Avenger real quick. They are actually making a new one. Yes, I was going to bring that up. They're actually remaking uh, the cast a is, of it. The cast is hilarious. It's got Peter Dinklage, <laughs> um, Sean Astin's in it and oh, Kevin God. Bacon. <laughs> so <laughs> Kevin Bacon's going to be and then I mean, I'd, watch Lloyd, the sh- I'd watch the shit out of that. And of course, Lloyd Kaufman. I don't know if he wrote it and directed it, or just wrote it, but uh, but he's involved. So they're gonna, yeah, Elijah, Elijah Woods in it as well. You know what? It's not Sean Astin. It's Elijah. <laughs> oh, uh, but, but see, Peter Dinklage is actually rings. playing the Sam, lead why is it Frodo don't look anything alike, dude. <laughs> I don't like Lord of the Rings. Um, Peter Dinklage is actually playing Toxie, which is kind of funny. Peter, yeah, Dinklage I think he's probably gonna. I think he's probably going to play like the before, you know, obviously the before he becomes Toxie. I don't know. That'd be kind of fun if he was Toxie. Like, 
I'm interested. <laughs> this little guy stripping people's heads off and shit. shit. I think I think they prefer little people. Yump. No, I said a little a little version of Toxie. I said. Uh, okay, I'm gonna throw the There's, red flag and challenge. Uh, if you if you want to if you want to see like I say, a perfect, I say midget or anything like that I, I would never say that I said a little a little version of Toxie. Speaking of a little person, there's a scene in the original Toxic Avenger where he takes an old lady and he push and he like throws her in the washing machine and turns it on and oh, walks away. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there, not like I just, pretty correct in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, the, the line. I think the line he says as he throws her in the washing machine is "no ticky, no washy." So yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think it was uh, <laughs> very uh, appropriate. Doggy, is that, that was, is that where sorry. is that where Jack Nicholson got it from in The Departed? <laughs> he says that exact line. He's like, "No ticky, no laundry." It's a, it's a reference to to like like Chinese. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, no, I know. Like the Chinese cleaners, the you know. I love Willow, one of my favorite movies. Warwick Davis <laughs> is my hero. <laughs> See now, now he's now he's backing up the little people a little more. No, because Fo challenged him, dude. Little people, big world. I watched that show ever since it came on. Oh, I'm a big fan of Warwick Davis. Like I love him in Leprechaun. And he's yeah. actually on a. He was actually on a comedy show on HBO. I can't think of the name of it, but he's a complete asshole in it. It's hilarious. I like he Billy plays Barty. himself. Billy Barry's another one good one too. He was in Legend. He was in Masters of the Universe. Yes, he was in there as well. But I remember yeah, he was. Legend. Yeah, he Wildor. was uh, Wildor. Yeah, yeah. And the only yeah. reason they did Wildor is because the special effects were. That's that's another movie. That's another movie I will be in defense of for the rest of my no life. One, it's no oh one has God, it's no one has to defend Masters of the Universe on this show. No, Somebody, somebody's got to give Courtney Cox work, right? And, well, the, and, the prince, and the principal from Back to the Future. Who knew that Meg Foster too would have um, a career resurgence in Rob Zombie movies? Because she was in Lords of Salem and she was in 31. So circling back to our previous episode that we did live on YouTube, the uh, Sogol versus Van Damme episode, I always talk about the movie Cyborg with Van Damme and actually all the sets from that movie were actually Master of the Universe Part 2 that got cancelled. So they just reused it for Cyborg, which I think is hilarious. What could have been, man? Masters of the Universe Part Two. Hey, and you guys should be talking about Seagal. He uh, he he got a he got a medal from uh, from Putin from Putin this week. We know that's his boy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's a citizen. Yeah, he's been there for years. That's nothing new. He's a terrible person, and he makes <laughs> terrible uh, terrible well. action movies that I love. <laughs> he runs really funny. He runs really funny. He does. But, he, can't, um, he can't dance like like Van Damme. But with that, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yeah, I think no we're problem. all in agreement that Anytime. we love the Toxic Avenger. Uh, give us a plug of what's coming on next for you. Sure. So tomorrow night, I'm actually going to be on playback uh, with our regular, with my regular crew, Baloney and uh, uh, CPG for AEW Dynamite uh, Wrestling, as well as uh, the final time we'll be doing uh, Power Slap. Um, Why yeah, the Power final Slap? Time? Power Slap got ca- either got canceled or it got moved to another night. What? Yeah, because starting next week, AEW actually has a second show on after Dynamite um, called All, All Access. So this will be the last uh, last Power Slap week. I did find out over the weekend with 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 Playback, though, um, we can watch YouTube videos on Playback now and moderate and do all the like, same stuff. So any YouTube videos? Yes, sir. So we could watch the full version of the share Eric Stoltz, Sam Elliott, Masterpiece Mask on YouTube with running so, commentary? Pick- 
Pick a night, baby. We'll do it. Oh, man, dude. I okay. fucking love that movie. Okay. The movie's depressing. We could do that. So, And then Friday, uh, Friday's episode 11 of It's Getting Drafting here. I'm going to have uh, this 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 yumper fella on as well as Jackie and uh, Baloney. Um, we is are going Paperboy to be- a comedic movie villain? <laughs> he is a comedic movie. <laughs> no, we actually had that conversation in our little DM thread. And uh, I made the joke that she's going to draft the uh the demonic uh possessed lawnmower that chases the paper play or or the or the break dancer so it'll be one or the other or yeah, gonna- <laughs> or the rapper from the tv show atlanta whose rapper name is paper boy that'll work too so yeah that's comedy movie villains um, on that one and then um did you want to throw up the uh the graphic for the for the other thing because no- we haven't really talked to anyone. Too oh, many yeah. We're about, about to drop a bomb on y'all guys. Yeah. So yep. we have a uh, special show that's coming uh, this sat- Sunday, the 12th. No, next Sunday. Not this Sunday. Well, I, the 12th, March 12th at 7 p.m. There you go. On playback. It'll be the whole Tainted Glove crew. And oh, we're going to be talking sh- Oscars, baby. And we'll be and streaming watching it. We'll be streaming the Oscars on playback. So, so feel free to come and watch with us. Um, Yeah, that'll that's going to be a good time. I have a lot of movies I need to watch because you guys are freaking cinephiles and i don't watch anything so uh got a little got a little catching up to do but uh but yeah the, the five of us together is gonna be fun um yeah can we can we limit the amount of drinks that fitz has <laughs> yes it's, it's it's a, there's a there's a two a two drink maximum um for this for that evening he'll be in and, paris uh, what like the hotel oh, and casino yeah i forgot you're going yeah okay so uh, we'll just well i'll just cut him off like his, his oscar goes in the trash just for that I love how he tells us now after I posted this. No, in no, chat, no, no, no. Like, he also volunteered to edit the audio for this one too. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not me. I, I forgot he was going, but he he's still part us. of the glove. So we'll he be there though. Shit. If you want to hear, um, I'm just going to have a movies and bullshit. Come, come on, come watch us guys. I'm just going to have a picture of him behind us. So he'll be there. She wears, um, like a cut out a face of him, just wear shirtless. You should just him. wear a tank top with a picture of oh, him. I, I should get a getting topless with Fid's tank top made. And wear it for the show. It's a good idea. That's- <laughs> yes, Dougie, this is something that we've talked about doing in the future. It's all Brian's vehicle now, so it's what he wants to do. But that sounds pretty awesome. Yes, I. So yeah, we're we're gonna just start doing stuff like that. It's just finding the time and actually looking at the the, the schedule because it has to be airing on TV. I can't just. I mean, I guess YouTube now. I could I could throw move. There's there's a lot of free movies on YouTube now, but like Mask um, with Sharon Sam Elliott and Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Yes, I actually watched. Um, what the hell did I watch last week? Uh, fuck, I watched some, <laughs> something. Just started playing. All, oh, a death to Smoochie just started playing after I watched um, the one hundred and eight podcast was over, and then Death to Smoochie started playing. So I ended up watching the entire movie. That's a great movie. Hey, I do great have movie. one question before Brian before he leaves. Yeah, um, Brian, are you actually still married? Because I'm starting to think that all you do is record. And do playbacks. So, are you actually still married? I I, I am. Um, for now, uh, yes. <gasps> I have, Brian, the, I, I have the most wonderful wife in the world, and we've been married for for eighteen years. So, if we we need a little space I've, to do some I've side projects, she's, we're, she's fantastic. We're good to go. He says that Brian, as his wife says, I'm glad Swole's Oscar has a pinky ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my wife just literally came down here and gave me coffee because she's awesome. She's man. Uh, her, but yeah, Brian's wife's wonderful. Man. Putting up with me, yeah, my wife is fucking a saint. Right. Um, but Brian, right. thank you so much for coming on, my man. Uh, be sure to check him out tomorrow on Playback. Check us out Friday or get Strafty in here and then Sunday. Holy shit, we're doing 
two shows this week. Also, we're week. supposed no, to record next, the next Scream. Sunday is the, we're is supposed to record week. the Scream episode on March 12th, too. Are we? No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, fuck. Well, we got to move it along. We'll figure it out. It's yeah, all good. We'll move it. We'll, we'll, we'll post. All this magnificent content can be found on the tainedglove.com. Yes. You use the word magnificent, and I appreciate it. Phrasing, that. Yo, Phrasing. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, uh, Fids. Um, but yeah, screw you, Fids. Anyway, thank you, Brian. <laughs> no problem. Anytime. Love you guys. I'll uh, talk to you soon. You're the best. Take off your shirt before you go. Yeah. All right. I'm so nobody wants to see that. Everybody wants <laughs> to see that. But uh, with that, slow, we like we said, we talked about uh, pivoting to a different podcast because we had to make some changes today. Yeah. Uh, but we decided to go with our hidden gem segment uh, where we give you guys some movies that maybe you heard of, maybe you didn't, that we enjoyed that maybe we haven't seen either and saw for the first time uh, to throw at you. So, I first of all, I love this uh, this poster I made. It's I like my favorite one because we like the Goonies and I'm a big fan of the Goonies. So, and they're finding some treasure there. But um, with that, so are you ready to get into our first movie? I'm ready. Let's do it. One! What up, dog? Hey, what's happening, Flaco? I hear you. What's happening, dog? I hear you living fat. You must be living fat, dog. This is pimped out. Bam! Oh, nice belt. Bam! Oh my God, silk socks, bam! This is dope, dog, you living, you living? Flacco, I'm on the phone right now. Hello, no speak English. Hey, what are you doing? I got an offer you can't refuse, dog. You and I, business partners, dog. Man, with your luck and my financial expertise, we'll go big time, dog. Ain't nobody stopping us, man. We're gonna be big! A Million to One, released in 1994, directed by Paul Rodriguez, starring Paul Rodriguez, Polly Draper, Geraldo, Edward James Olmos, Victor Rivas, Tony Plana, and Pepe Serna. Uh, this movie had a box office of 1.2 million, and it does not have a budget for me to tell you how much it lost. So this is one of my movies that I picked. This is a movie that I watched a lot as a kid, and I still kind of watch today whenever I get a chance. It's, you know, you have first you have to put yourself in who Paul Rodriguez is. Paul Rodriguez is probably one of the biggest Latino comedians to come up, especially when I was growing up. There was Chich Marin and Tommy Chong. And then there was Paul Rodriguez. You know, Tommy Chong is not Latino, but he was always considered Latino because he was Chich and Chong. But Paul Rodriguez is always that guy when he came up. He was in Born in East LA with Chich Marin as the, as the uh, cousin, Javier. And then he became, you know, his own thing with his stand-up. And then basically A Million to One came out and it was his debut, his first leading role. And it also got like a bunch of Latino heavyweights in there. Ruben Blades is in there. And they said the rhetoric, Victor Rivas is in there. He's from... Blood in, Blood Out, Magic. Also, uh, you know, Pepe Serna, who was uh, the guy who gets chainsawed in Scarface, for those people who love that. Tony Plana, who's also in a bunch of Chichi Marie, Marie movies. Like, it's just a movie that, it's corny, but it's fun, and I thought it was hilarious when I first saw it. And I still think it's hilarious. What about you, Swell? Um, So this was a movie that used to be on, like, HBO Cinemax all the time, like, back in the day growing up. Um, and I love Paul Rodriguez and I continue to love Paul Rodriguez. Um, but I am not going to say it like you do, but Ruben blades. That is. Yeah. However you say it. Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, that dude's hilarious. He's in the super with, uh, Joe Pesci. Also, if I'm not mistaken, did Jose Abreu's walk up music. Um, for a couple years in a row, I'm almost positive. He did. Maybe. 
Uh, but you forgot he was also in Predator too. He was, but I love I love him in the super, but I love Paul Rodriguez and I continue to love Paul Rodriguez because Paul Rodriguez calls out bullshit and it has nothing to do with this movie. So I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a second. But um, George Lopez was doing uh, like a showcase or what do they call it? It was his podcast. Well, no, he was doing a a stand-up set and he was uh, a residency and he had it in his contract that no other Hispanic stand-up comedians could perform in that casino or wherever he was doing it for like a month before and a month after that, right? And Paul Rodriguez went on this fucking rant about how nobody did that to you like when you were coming up. Like we're here to support each other and lift each other up. And I got mad respect for Paul Rodriguez after I read that interview and heard that interview. Um, but uh, yeah, like I'm a big fan of this movie. I always have been. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, going back to the Paul Rodriguez, George Lopez stuff, you know, George Lopez, I used to watch everything George Lopez. I think I still think he's pretty funny. Uh, but with the stuff coming about about Ralph Babosa and then, you know, that coming out about him not letting other Latinos in comics. And for the Ralph Babosa stuff, if you guys haven't heard, he's an up and coming Latino comedian who George Lopez was, they were talking about him on George Lopez's podcast with other comedians. Uh, Trevino was one of them. And when they mentioned that they wanted to have lay ground, the groundwork and path for up and coming Latinos, George Lopez said, no, you do it yourself, which is bullshit. Then he said, who the fuck is Rafa Bosa? When they mentioned him throwing shade at the guy, not once, but like three times. And for those who like George Lopez know the history of him hating on Eric Estrada for basically big timing him. And he was doing the same thing to this guy. So, you know, a lot of stuff was coming about George Lopez the past 10 years about how, what kind of person he is. And he's just like showing his true colors, which is unfortunate. But yeah, Paul Rodriguez is always going to be one of those OG comedians that I loved. Uh, I also love the fact in this movie that he sells oranges, <laughs> which cracks me the hell up. And that's how he gets the million dollar check. Uh, for the oranges that he sells from Edward James Olmos, which is another big time Mexican Latino uh, heavyweight. Like this movie has it all. It's like really big. It's corny, like I said, but it's hilarious. And you you got um Rico Suave himself, Gerardo in it as Flaco, which cracks me up. Great movie, great pick, underrated pick. Um, yeah, like just a fun like. What, when did it come out? Ninety four, ninety four. Like just a early nineties like gem. Bubble the decade, George Lopez. Oh, Baloney. And then Fids, I could listen to Leon Perse Latino all night. It's just for you, Fids. But uh, yeah, if you guys haven't checked this one out, uh, you can find it, I think, on Amazon Prime. If I believe it's not that hard, it used to be harder to find. We had it on VHS, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, check it out, a million to one. But with that, let's get to uh, Swole's pick. What do you think? Well. You're aware that I have no basis in musical knowledge or theory. Okay. Okay, yeah. so you still want my opinion? Of course. Well, I I think I kind of liked it better the way it was with the leaves. Really? Yeah, the leaves and... Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I just wanted to get you back in my room again. No. So now I can ask you out to dinner. Danny Collins, released in 2015, directed by Dan Fogelman, who also directed Life Itself and wrote, this is for you, Zoe, Cars, 
He also wrote Tangled and he created the show This Is Us, which I just found that out, which is kind of interesting. Uh, this movie stars Al Pacino, Annette Bening, Jennifer Garner, Bobby Cannavale, and Christopher Plummer. Uh, it had a box office of $10.8 million on a budget of $10 million, so it barely made money. But Swole, tell me why this is one of your picks. Man, so this is a movie that like I, I don't know how I discovered it. I think I just bought it on iTunes one night because I read about the concept of um, this like aging singer. And this movie hit hard, man. Like I thought this movie is severely underrated and did not get the love it deserves. Al Pacino plays like um like a rock star, like a like a Barry Manilow type rock star. And, you know, he has some estranged family and he finds out, you know, he's dying. Um, this is a this is a fantastic movie. I highly recommend. He gets this letter um from John Lennon and it was never del- de- delivered. And he thinks about how different my life would be or how different his life would be if he got this letter um, from John Lennon. But I think the star of this movie for me is Bobby Cannavale. Like this dude was fantastic in this movie and it made me really, really love everything he's in. This small role in Chef, uh, in The Irishman. I like that guy as an actor, but I love this movie. Yumper, you saw it today and you had thoughts on it. And you didn't share pregame. So I want to hear what your thoughts are on it. Yeah. For uh, Bobby Cannavale to go back on him, he's also great in Boardwalk Empire. He actually won an yes. uh, Emmy for that. He plays as a Jip Vaselli. He's fucking ruthless and awesome. He's a, he's a very, very underappreciated actor who needs uh, to get more big things coming towards him. Uh, this movie, by the way, so I was a little iffy about going into it because, as I said on our show before, I love Al Pacino, but I think Al Pacino is in that stage of his life where he just screams all his dialogue. And it's just the Pacino way. He's went from being a great a classically trained actor to basically screaming and making us laugh. And I think, you know, the the heat, she's got a great ass, like that started that. And basically he just went down the downhill off of that. This to me is probably the best movie since The Irishman. It actually came up before, but it's the best movie I've seen with Pacino since I saw The Irishman. He is excellent in this movie. He's very soft spoken. You feel for the character. He's very hilariously funny in this movie. Uh, you feel like the character's a good guy in sense of the, he has a good heart. Uh, the only thing I did not like about it was his singing was horrible. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but besides that, taking that out, uh, the whole concept of the movie, you know, his relationship with Bobby Cannavale, like, I don't want to get into like the whole plot about it, but that, that was a nice little arc, you know, especially even the ending. I, I enjoyed like this movie more than I thought I would. And it was like an enjoyable ride just seeing what he was going to do next. You know, Christopher Plummer played a great role in it as his best friend. And you mentioned the letter of John Lennon. And I found out this movie was actually based off a true story from Steve Tilston, an English folk writer and musician who did a same interview in Britain saying about John Lennon being his hero and about fame. And John Lennon actually wrote him a letter that he didn't get until 34 years later after Lennon had passed. So I think that's kind of amazing with it. Um, and I make fun of the singing, but two of the songs actually got nominated for uh, Oscars. Which I'm like, what? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Pacino got a Golden Glove for this movie. He totally deserved it. A Golden Glove nomination for this movie. He totally deserved it. You know, and just looking at the cast, I couldn't see anybody playing that role. I saw Steve Carell was considered. I saw uh, Juliana Moore considered for the Jennifer Garner part. She was excellent too as a pregnant wife. You know, this movie had a lot of good things with it, and I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. 
so to me that's like the mark like you know yump and i talk with 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 fids and pete and brian all day every day basically um so like for me to recommend a movie that yump hasn't seen like and he's like yeah this movie was really fucking good that makes me happy and that means that like i've successfully at least named one good hidden gem so thank you yump no that's what we're here for man speed movies off each other and help you guys you know um find you know stuff that we haven't seen it's all about experiences and finding new stuff and that's what we try to do uh but if you haven't seen it it's on amazon prime check it out it's totally worth the watch i think it's like an hour and 20 minutes but it's totally worth it i really enjoyed it a lot um but you ready to move on to our next one let's do it i know what you think you're doing. you don't want to get hurt keep your mouth shut and don't move a fucking muscle the chimps are infected they're they're highly contagious. They've been given an inhibitor. Infected with what? In order to cure, you must first understand. Infected with what? Rage. 28 Days Later, released in 2002, directed by Danny Boyle, uh, who also directed 127 Hours, and he won an Oscar for Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, this movie stars Cillian Murphy, Naomi Harris, Christopher Eccleston, Brendan Gleeson and Megan Burns it had a budget of $8 million and made $85 million at the box office. So I know people have seen this heard or heard this movie in some way or they have the 28 days, 28 weeks later, the sequel to it. Um, the reason I say this movie is because in the world of horror and zombie movies, this movie does not get enough credit that it does because it takes it to a wholly different uh, level of the genre. And it is such beautifully shot. Like the part where Cillian Murphy is walking around uh, London, I believe it is, screaming hello. You know, it's just iconic. It's iconic to the point where that part is actually in a gorilla song on their album, where they actually use that sound clip of him screaming hello. And it's and they mix behind it, which is actually a pretty crazy song. But it's just iconic in that term. The zombies are all played by athletic people. The, Danny Boyle only wanted athletic people to play that because he wanted them to do things that other normal people can't do, which totally explains that when they're running like crazy, they're climbing all over stuff. It's gory, it's scary to a certain part, and it's just entertaining. And you know, it leaves you with that open ending, which I love movies that do that, that do it right. And I think this movie does it right. What do you think about it, Twal? So, first of all, I would do watch anything that Danny Boyle directs, right? Like. I think uh, Train Spotting, um, The Beach, uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, all fantastic movies. I love Danny Boyle, and this is no exception. Um, Cillian Murphy is going to go down as one of the most underrated actors. Um, I'm very excited to see him in the new Christopher Nolan movie that comes out this summer. Um, and I think that this movie jump started the zombie craze, right? Like. Um, obviously night of the living dead and all that stuff that came before it. But this kind of like was a new different type of zombie. And you're right. The scene where he's by himself, um, it's creepy, right? He's in the middle and there's no one there. It's, it's almost reminiscent of not reminiscent. Cause it came out later, but like they tried to copy it in I am legend. And I, I think that this is a perfect, you know, horror zombie flick for someone that loves horror zombie movies. Yeah. And I think, Personally, you know, taking out on my disdain for Will Smith, I think this is a better movie than I Am Legend. And oh, I, I like I Am Legend. I agree. And I like I like both of them, but I think this is a better movie. And I like I but I love like I said, I love Danny Boyle movies. I think uh 
I think The Beach is probably my favorite Danny Boyle movie, though. Train Spotting is it's it's tough, but there are some scenes in Train Spotting that like really are disturbing to me. That like really get like the baby on the ceiling. Um, <laughs> I actually sold Irvine Welsh an iPhone because he lived in Chicago with his ex wife. Oh, so really? he used to come into the Lincoln Park Apple Store all the time, and um, never wanted to talk Train Spotting, so I left him alone. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but something things I found interesting about this movie was of Cillian Murphy, they actually wanted Ewan McGregor to play that role, which I think he would have done great, but I can't see anybody doing it to the perfection that Cillian Murphy did. Uh, Can you imagine Ewan McGregor like arguing with the zombies? You can't win! I have the higher ground! For sure. I'm pretty sure they're probably he's probably deterred from doing Star, uh, Star Wars. Uh, but you know, this movie was all shot in sequence as well, which is re- really rare for movies to be shot that way. Usually shot, you know, different shots with people's schedule. This was shot all in sequence. And I just think it's masterfully done. It's um, It gives you that low budget feel, but it really isn't low budget. And it kind of gives you, like I said, that eeriness and creepiness. And a lot of the inspiration for the bodies and everything came from the Hotel Rwanda incident in Africa. Uh, that movie's about that. The movie's based off the incident that happened where uh, I don't want to go into history, but if you read about it, it's a very horrible time and horrible uh, thing of genocide in, in Africa. But a lot of the bodies that are piled up, Danny Boyle remembers seeing that on TV and watching documentaries. He didn't want to use any of that uh, footage for his movie because he was in bad taste, but he wanted to create that feeling of there's so many, so much death and despair around. That's why there's a lot of like bodies that are all stacked up there. Uh, it's just crazy. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But, uh, Love for me rambling. Let's go on to our next one, my friend. You gotta finish the job, boy. Blow this whole fucking place up. Go! Ford, open the gate. Ford, please! There's still time, boy! Open the gate! The Tower, Private Boys. 2018's Overlord, uh, directed by Jules Avery, starring Joven and Depo, Wyatt Russell, Maflide Olivier, and P.O. Quebec. I'm sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. Uh, had a budget of $38 million and made a box office of $41.7 million. Well, tell me why you picked this movie. Um, let me ask you this, Yump. Do you, um, do you like Call of Duty? Yes. You like zombies? Yes. This movie is Call of Duty zombie map live on the big screen is what this movie is. Um, it came out and it was a J.J. Abrams production. It was a bad robot production. It, it did not get the love it deserves, but it's about killing zombie Nazis. Um, kind of. But it's, yeah. su- it's a super fun movie. I like Bokeem Woodbine. He's in it as like the sergeant. That's like the only known actor in the movie. Um, but I really, I like this movie. Yeah, actually. So this is another movie that I did not see until. So I watched it going into our, uh, our show here. And I actually enjoyed it a lot. You totally, you hit the nail on the head by describing it as Call of Duty with zombies. It totally is. It's, you know, I, I reminds me of another movie called uh, Dead Snow. It's a horror movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah. It's, kinda, it's up that alley. Only this one has more action in it. 
Also, this movie has Wyatt Russell, and you know my love for Kurt Russell. So Kurt Russell is his dad. So I do enjoy that the fact that uh, Russell's in this movie. But I enjoyed this movie. It's uh, it's kind of out there. It's action packed. Um, it's like a big video game to me. Uh, I can't, I couldn't describe it any better than what you said. I, and that's exactly how I how I felt about it. Like even like it takes place the day before D Day. Um, but it's like if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, J.J. Abrams. This was when the peak J.J. Abrams when he was hot. Like right when the Force Awakens came. Man, maybe a little bit after that. Um. But still, very, very underrated. I enjoy the heck out of this movie. Check this movie out. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's like I said, the best way we can describe it is it's Call of Duty, Call of Duty on this big screen, uh, but like a better plot line and story to it. It's awesome. It's like an action-packed ride. And like once you get done with it, you'll know you wouldn't realize it went by that fast because you were just enjoying it so much with the action. Uh, I really liked it. So that was a good pick as well. Thanks, man. I feel like I'm, uh, I'm two for two. I'm not doing too bad here with you. Yep. Yeah. So uh, let's go on to our next one, my friend. Oxymoron. It's when you take two words that are totally the opposite and you jam them together, right? Like uh, military intelligence, dark victory, thunderous silence. Hmm? Girly man. <laughs> He's talking about you, but he 1994's Renaissance Man, directed by Penny Marshall, uh, who also starred in Laverne and Shirley. Uh, she directed Big, A League of Their Own, and Awakenings. Movie stars Dane DeVito, Gregory Hines, James Reamer, and Cliff Robinson. Also has Kadeem Harrison as well, and Stacey Dash, a young Stacey Dash. The movie had a budget of $40 million, and this surprised me. It didn't make money at the box office. It only made $24 million. So this is one of my picks. This is a movie that I don't think it's talked about enough. It's Danny DeVito at his finances as Danny DeVito pair of driven vehicle. It's hilarious to me because Danny DeVito plays Danny DeVito from Taxi, basically a complete asshole in this movie. But he finds something that the kids are passionate about in terms of Shakespeare. So a little synopsis of the movie. Danny DeVito is an out-of-work advertising agent. And he gets fired. He goes to unemployment. And since he has a master's degree... The Armory actually hires him to teach because he's eligible to teach due to having a master's degree, a comprehension to some recruits who are basically on the low end of the Army. They don't want to kick him out, but they have to pass this comprehension course. And the way he finds them is through Shakespeare. And basically, they go through Hamlet. Well, and yes, Mark Wahlberg is in it. It's actually his first uh, film appearance. And Kadeem Harrison and his exchanges are hilarious. <laughs> Is this, pre, is this pre-Basketball Diaries? Yes, this is his first movie. His first, okay. his first movie he was ever in. Uh, Kadeem Harrison's like, his character, Malcolm, in the movie, is, he's such an asshole too. But Danny DeVito being his best in terms of sarcastic, you know, Gregory Hines, who's another person that doesn't get enough credit for his acting chops. Uh, Gregory Hines is known as a tap dancer, one of the best tap dancers in Broadway at his time. You know, he passed away way too young from cancer in his 50s, but Another guy who doesn't get enough, you know, for his uh, respect for his acting chops. Uh, excellent actor and totally nice guy, which is kind of funny seeing him as a drill sergeant in this movie. But yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. My one of my brother's favorite movies. Uh, it also has uh, Lilo Brancato in it. From you guys might know him from The Bronx Tale, Matthew Bellavacqua. Yeah, Matthew Bellavacqua, or from The Sopranos, and he has some funny lines in there. You know, me and my brother always quote the, uh, "Come on, Archie, let's go to the malt shoppy. <laughs> the fuck's a malt shopping?" <laughs> 
Yeah, that or um, listen, or he's like when he does the Raging Bull impression, which is actually something he did to get the Bronxdale role, yep. which is kind of funny. Uh, Pirate Benitez, and he has a nice little monologue about St. Christie's in the movie. Uh, definitely check this one out if you haven't. Um, Swole, let me know what you think about it. So I first, this is another movie that like HBO, Cinemax all the time, and you can put it on anywhere and pick up and watch it. And like I will always have the vision in my head of Kadeem Hardison like teaching. Uh, I forgot what's his name, but like teaching him the beats on the desk. This above all tonight, don't self be true. Melvin, Melvin. Yeah, like I, you could not have picked a better hidden gem, underrated movie. This movie is amazing. It's hilarious. Um, you're right, Danny DeVito is a total asshole with a daughter that like should probably treat better. Um, but she loves him. I this is a fantastic movie. Yeah, it totally is. Uh definitely check this one out. Again, it's on Amazon Prime. It's one of those movies that, you know, it's interesting. I love and it's something that when I was younger and I saw this, I wasn't I'm still not really a huge Shakespeare person, but it makes Shakespeare in- more interesting to me. Uh and I read a lot of Shakespeare for school. Um, but it's like a different take on it, a different way of learning it. And I think that's what drove me to his movies because it's a way of opening up and doing things differently in terms of how you want to comprehend them. So it was an excellent job by Penny Marshall and Danny DeVito. So definitely check it out. Yeah, I know Fids, you're offended. What's he offended about? You <laughs> said I don't like Shakespeare. I don't like Shakespeare. I like um, 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I read 12th Night and I'm like, I'm not going to read Shakespeare anymore. Did you read the first 11? <laughs> no. Zing! That's my, oh my, my dad god. joke. Oh my god. But uh, let's get into our uh, next movie. Yes, Fids, I know. I'm confused, remember? You're confused? That makes two of us, because I don't know what kind of asshole acts like an asshole, and then when it actually comes time to be an asshole, walks away like a total asshole, making me look like an even bigger asshole for offering some big-ass asshole asshole sex in the first place. What kind of asshole are you? (laughs) My Best Friend's Girl, released in 2008, directed by Howard Deutsch, who also directed Pretty in Pink, Swole's favorite movie, Some Kind of Wonderful. Oh, yeah. The Great Outdoors. And he's also married to Leah Thompson, who Swole loves as well. Uh, this movie stars Dane Cook, Kate Hudson, Jason Biggs, and Alec Baldwin. It has a budget of $20 million, and it made 41.6 at the box office. So, Swell, I, Swell, I know you're a lover of uh, romantic comedies. Tell me why you <laughs> picked this one. Um. So yes, I love romantic comedies. I think uh I think this one is the perfect combination of romantic comedy and um like gross like adult comedy, right? Like he is this dude that when you want to get back with your girlfriend, he will take her out on a date that's so terrible that she is immediately looking to get back with you and people pay him for this service. The opening sequence of this movie is him going out on a date with a girl and he picks her up and he's like, hey, um, the car stereo is broken. So I'm sorry. She's like, that's okay. I have kind of a headache. And he turns the car on and it's fucking what, what is it? It's two live crew pop that pussy and it is playing at the top volume. And he's like, if you sing along with it, it's not that bad. And he's like, it's a romantic story. About how he like, and it's it's just funny. He's like, pop that pussy. It's it's a fucking it's a funny movie. I, I, Dane Cook is a tool. I know he's a tool. 
He's a terrible person like Leo that dates girls that are way too young for him. But he had a string of like romantic comedies that I thought were fucking hilarious. Uh, Employee of the Month, I thought was a funny movie. Uh, Good Luck Chuck, I thought was a funny movie. And My Best Friend's Girl, I think is hilarious. It's a raunchy comedy. It's a romantic comedy. I love Kate Hudson. Jason Biggs is the same character that he's in every movie. But Alec Baldwin as Dane Cook's dad, who's just as big of an asshole as he is, is hilarious. And I really, really enjoy this movie. So let me premise this by saying I am not a huge fan of Dane Cook. I don't I, blame you. I Yeah. And this is uh, going back to his history. Yeah. He lost all his money because his brother basically stole away from him. So, I mean, that kind of sucks because he was like, when I was in college, Dane Cook was the biggest comedian out there. You know, he was doing all the college shows. He was booking everything, making a lot of money. His humor was not really the my cup of tea, per se, in terms of his comedy stand-up. So I wasn't really expecting this movie to be good. I actually watched it with a girlfriend at the time. And it's hilarious. Like, I <laughs> was shocked because Dane Cook is, you know, and also uh, Employee of the Month is a great movie as well. But this one surprised me. And I love Jason Biggs. You said it correctly. He plays the same guy in every movie. <laughs> every movie. But he has like he's perfect for this role. Uh, Dane Cook being a complete asshole named Tank. His name is Tank is what cracked me up. Um, it was it's raunchy in its comedy from like the early 2000s uh, that, you know, we grew up on as kids and talk shit about. It's a perfect concept of having a guy basically make you Go out with your girl so to the point make her want to come back to you because that guy was such a jerk that maybe she didn't lose something that was worth you know she lost something that was worth it in terms of you um it's a decent movie in terms of you know comedy i liked it uh that's pretty much all i have to say about it you yeah know. like it's a funny movie and brian yes i have ne- i don't think i've ever seen a dane cook stand up but i'm a sucker for a kate hudson a jennifer lopez romantic comedy and that's why i watch this also you guys know how i feel about american pie and jason biggs that's why i saw this movie and i like the shit out of this movie and alec baldwin's fucking fantastic oh he's great and um the movie that us what's his name made me watch uh made up not make us watch but the movie that zoe defended us on um no it wasn't that it was he's in a movie called like connecticut something connecticut oh yeah 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 i know which one you're talking about it's always talks about it it's Outside hilarious. Providence. Outside Providence. Thank you. Yeah. And it is hilarious. He's hilarious in that movie. He is. He's got great, great comedic timing. Agreed. Uh, complete asshole, but great comedic timing. A uh, couple crazy things about this movie, so that I found out was when Dane Cook grabs Kate Hudson's butt in the movie, they use a stunt butt, which I was like, what? And Dane Cook came out and said, this movie, uh, his kiss with Kate Hudson was his worst on screen kiss. <laughs> Uh, but the good news is Jason Biggs actually met his wife on this movie and they are married, still married today. I, yeah, I, but yeah, like I thought employee of the month and this movie, I thought were like pretty fucking funny. Yeah. And you know who the best part of employee of the month is? Who? It's not Dane Cook. It's not Jessica Simpson. It's, uh, it's what you would call it from, uh, what's his name? He's the other cashier. Uh, Matt Dillon? what'd you say? Matt Dillon? No, not Matt Dillon. Uh, what's his name? Is Dak? Uh, he's married oh, to. Oh no, no, Matt Dillon's a diff- different player. Yeah. Month. He's in Dak. Uh, Dak. Dak uh, uh, what's Dak's last oh. name? He's married to um, uh, Sarah Marshall. What's her name? Uh, oh, uh, Dak Shepard. 
Dak Shepard, yeah. He was the best part of Employee of the Month as the asshole oh, cashier. Oh, Vince. He's Vince. He's, he's Vince. hilarious. Yeah, he's he's actually really funny. Uh, he used to do prank uh, with Austin Kutcher. With he's Ashton Kutcher, really yeah. Punk. Yeah, I come Austin. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher. He's uh, punked. Yeah, he's a dude with shows with him. And he used to be uh, like do all the skits for him. Like he walked around naked in a store one time and was telling Jessica Alba he was part of a nudist colony. Yeah, yeah he's he pretty, was. He's, he's out there. He was funny and he was the best part of Employee of the Month. That uh, which we'll call it, vote for Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, <laughs> Efren Ramirez stunt butt. Yeah. Also, every time I think of Jason Biggs, I always think of Jay and Silent Bob when he Pie goes, fucker. No, that the the what precedes that he's like. Everybody always calls me pie fucker, but nobody ever says, hey, you were a loser. Hey, I loved you in Boys and Girls. Now it goes back to the fucking pie. <laughs> That's, he'll, he'll always be that to me. It's always it's horrible, but I mean, he made money off it, so you really can't hate him for it. I mean, they're going to make another one too, so. Yeah, but uh, let's get into our next one, my friend. Oh, So let me premise this with saying this movie is very hard to get fucking sound for because it's all in Cantonese. Uh, this movie is the 2009 Bodyguards and Assassins that was directed by Teddy Chan, who also directed Kung Fu Jungle with Donnie Yen. And he was actually a producer of Black Mask with Jet Li, if you haven't seen that movie. Uh, this movie stars Zhao Zhu Wang, Tony Young, Donnie Yen. Leah Lai and Nicholas Shu. So those are some heavy hitters in the uh, Chinese movie um, market. Like Donnie Yen's really big right now in China. Uh, Nicholas Su is actually one of the biggest stars there. And Leah Lai and Tony Young are big stars as well, action stars. So the reason I picked this movie was because we might not know it here, but it was big in China. But I love martial arts movies. I love history movies. This movie has them both combined. Uh, the producers of The Warlord did this movie. If you guys haven't seen those, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you gotta check these movies out. They're on Netflix at one time. This movie was on Prime. But the premise of this movie is basically the story of uh, Sun Yat-sen, who's actually the first president of China. And he is basically leading a revolution against the Quang Dynasty, who are basically treating the people horribly. So the whole movie is about this group of people who try to, to protect him as he goes and meets with the revolutionists. So they're going to spot to spot because the dynasty has hired assassins to kill him. This is based off a true story. I don't know how close it is to the original, to the, the historical facts of them protecting him, but there was a group of people that protected him. And it's just excellently acted in. It's a lot of martial arts and a lot of action in it. It has a pretty sad story. I mean, the ending is not what you expect. Uh, it has a badass fight scene with uh, Leah Lai when they call him the beggar and he fights like 30 dudes and with a um, a fan, a steel fan. It's all action. Like, I love it. You can watch it with subtitles or dub it. I usually watch it with subtitles because that's just the way I like to see the the, uh, the natural way of watching the movie. Even though I understand I read subtitles. That's just me. But definitely check this out. So I know it's a totally curveball to you, but I want to get this movie out there because it's something. When else will I have to ever talk about it? You know, besides today. And I love this movie. No, and I love that about our conversations. Like there are things that I, I would never ever watch this unless like someone like you or my cousin Mark recommended it because you guys are the two one like the two people that I know that like love martial arts movies. 
Um, and like some of the martial, I watched like, I, I guess I would call you the cliff notes version of this to get caught up. And like some of the fight sequences in this thing are just insane. And I know you were, you were, you said like, I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago about how Donnie Yen is like the hottest dude, like in martial arts movies. And I don't mean like physically hot, sexy. I mean like popular wise. Um, so like it makes me want to go and watch this after seeing like the Cliff Notes version of it. Yeah, it's totally worth it. It's a little. It's not really slow. It's actually a nice like driven vehicle. It's a longer movie, but it's you know it's got it plays on the heartstrings a little bit too with the story with Donnie Yen, um, with his character. But it, it's uh to me it's like a really good movie. It's a movie that I think if it was made in America, you know, it'd probably be up for some awards and sense of creativity and whatnot. Um. It's just beautifully done. And yes, so, you know, Donnie Yen is known for Ip Man. But in terms of an actor, he's actually really, well, really good. Now, take out his action, you know, a lot of uh, Chinese movies and movies uh, from Asia, they incorporate martial arts because that's a part of the culture in certain aspects. But their acting is very well done. Like Jackie Chan's another character who, you know, person that like, doesn't get enough respect for his acting. Oh, Mr. Miyagi. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> not for that movie. We fucking sucked. I'm talking about for like, you know, uh, Operation Condor. Uh, I know. Rumble in the Master, Bronx. Like, Rumble I got the Bro- I love Rumble in the Bronx. Rumble in the Bronx was fun. But like, you know, stuff like that, like, they don't get enough credit for their movies. Um, He just did that. What's that movie where he, The Foreigner? That was action. That was like American based movie, but he, I think he did an awesome job in that movie. Wait, we're kind of going off rails here, but no, no, no. That's what the whole point of this is. It's like we've went <laughs> off the rails like ten times tonight. Yeah, I am the force. Oh yes, Donnie Yen was in Star Wars as well. I am the force, and the force is the one with me. And uh, Rogue One. Yep. The raid. Oh, Spitz, dude. We got to talk about action in our chat. We have to talk about action, Asian action movies because I, I love them. Like I'm a huge fan. I have a ton of them. The Killer with uh, Chow Young Fat. Check that one out. Um, you know what's another ID. good like um like Asian action movie is the mask with Cher and Eric Stoltz <laughs> from 1985. That's a fantastic one. Awesome. And you know, it has, it has a uh, young, um, what's his name? Sam, Sam Elliott. Uh, Sam Elliott in there. <laughs> yeah. And the movie's really sad, man. It's super sad. I remember watching that in high school and I was like, what the hell? I said, no lie. I can't find that movie to stream anywhere. And yesterday I was at target with the wife and they had it on DVD for like four ninety nine. <laughs> And I bought the shit out of it. <laughs> Rocky, it's hot. I feel. <laughs> oh my god, you guys are dicks. Um, but yeah, check this one out if you haven't seen it. If you're into the martial arts scene and you're looking for a good story, historical background, check this one out. I know it's kind of off it. You know, not the normal ones I usually recommend. Oh, but this yeah. is a hidden gems episode, man. That's what we need. If you want a martial arts movie recommendation to, like, hit Yumper up on Twitter because he will talk about them all day. Yes, and also the uh, sound clip is actually a guy saying "stinky tofu," and that's his character's name. This is why, <laughs> which is why I thought it was hilarious. But uh, with that, let's go into our next one. I'm really sorry. We missed your body as a wonderland. Okay, only one song. That's not so bad, right? Who's fucking your body as a wonderland? Well, the good news is he has so many good ones. Here's an idea. Next time. Instead of being late, just shit on my face. Because that's kind of the same thing as missing your body as a wonderland. Friends with Benefits, released in 2011, directed by William Gluck, who also directed Easy A and Peter Rabbit, starring Justin Timberlake, Mila Kunis, Patricia Clarkson, and Jenna Elfman. Uh, this movie had a budget of $35 million and a box office of $149.5 million. 
Twill, tell me why you picked this one. Well, you guys can see a trend here, but I love I love me a good romantic comedy. And this is kind of like the best like version of a romantic comedy. Like I, Justin Timberlake is a dick, right? And he threw Janet Jackson under the bus with the Super Bowl performance. So I always got a little bit of hatred towards Justin Timberlake, but like this movie's pretty fucking good, right? It's a good romantic comedy. Mila Kunis is absolute smoke show, right? It makes it's one of those movies that makes the place that it's set in seem like surreal to me almost. Like they make New York City and they make Los Angeles feel like these absolutely beautiful places. Uh, you know, there's a running joke about um the song Closing Time by Semisonic throughout the whole movie. Um, I really like this movie, man. I think I think this is a upper echelon romantic comedy that deserves its its cake. No strings attached was uh, that movie. Fids. No strings attached. Not as good as this one. Yeah, and they both came out the same year. Yeah, which is kind of weird. Uh, this movie was funny. I enjoyed it. Um, not the biggest Justin Timberlake fan in terms of you know he's kind of a douche. He is a douche. I do like some of his acting roles. I like this one. I like Out of Time with him. Is the Social Network. So uh, was he in the Social Network? He, he was, was in the Social Network. He was the dude. He was the dude that founded Napster. Oh, he was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He was also in um, what's that movie where he plays the kid who killed people? Uh, Fitz, help me out. Something dog. Oh, Alpha Dog. Alpha Dog. Thank you. I couldn't think of yeah. it. That that's not a good movie. Out out of time. But this movie, I can't find Out of Time anywhere to stream either because I see clips of it on TikTok the, yeah. and I gotta watch it. Aloha Dog. That sounds delicious. Aloha Dog. <laughs> put it twice. Aloha he's got dog. he's got spell check on it. He's just talking about Pete right now. Yeah, <laughs> Pete, we love you. Um, but yeah. This movie got three stars from Roger Ebert, you know, one of the greats. I thought it was funny. I love the opening scene. That's why I put it in there with Emma Stone saying just shit on my face. Yeah. Like, that cracks me up. And then Andy Sand, um, Sandberg is actually her ex-boyfriend, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, when they show Woody Harrelson playing with a basketball and dunking, it makes me laugh because they're referencing White Men Can't Jump, which yes. should be remade, which is, I don't know why they're doing well, it. Well, And then Woody Harrelson plays like like you think like he's just like a, a gay dude that like drives a boat to work every day and it's fucking hilarious. He's like, you want to go out with me and troll for cock later? I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's very raunchy, but it's yeah. It, and I do put it above no strings attached because no string attached was okay with Nellie Portman and Ashton, Austin Kutcher. You call him Austin. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's not as good as this one. This is actually a better of the two and it's a romantic comedy. that doesn't get enough love. Yeah. So definitely haven't seen it. Check this one out. But well, we can't see a trend with the romantic. Ah, man, I I can't help it, dude. Like I, uh, but I like uh, what I like, man. (laughs) No, it's all good, my man. (laughs) Let's go into our uh, our next one. Them two stunk. So what? You think you can do better? Yeah. Please, Mister, can I have the gloves? Damn it. Come here. Show me what you got. That's my boy. Uppercut, left hook, combinations. Where'd you learn that? My brothers. 2000's Price of Glory, directed by Carlos Javilla. Uh, he also directed shows Grimm and Cold Case. And he also did a documentary of luchadors called Tales of the Max Men, which actually is a pretty good one. 
This movie stars Jimmy Smith, John Seda, Maria Del Mar, Clifton Collins Jr., Ron Perlman, and Paul Rodriguez at a box office of $3 million on a budget of $18 million, which lasts money. Ouch. Um, this movie uh, represents a lot of things to me. First, I really, I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Smith. Anything he does, I love. Uh, NYPD Blue. Um, he's actually got a new cop show out. You know, anything he does, I'm a really big fan of him. I love his acting. I love the fact that he's also a big activist in a lot of Latino arts and whatnot. Uh, but it's also a movie that me and my brother watched constantly. Like we had it. And the reason we had it was because my aunt went to a screening for this movie when met Jimmy Smith and John Seda, who actually John Seda actually doesn't live too far away from me. He's actually my mom's actually seen him go in some Menards a lot. Um and he was awesome. She took pictures with them and she like talked about how much of a nice guy he was. So that always stuck with me. When we got the movie, she told us to watch it. So we watched it and it's got like, it's a boxing movie. It's action. It's about three sons of Jimmy Smith, who's a former boxer who basically trains them and they go through their own trials and tribulations. You know, John Seda is known for boxing. He actually was a Golden Gloves welterweight before he became an actor. And he's also known from another movie that I almost put on this list called Gladiator, where he boxes oh, as Romano. Man, I thought you were going to go with another one. I'll, I'll get into that one in a second. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, I love the aspect of the Latino family. I love, you know, it's based in Arizona. And I can't not talk about this movie without talking about Ron Perlman. His character's name is Nick Everson. And he does, he's basically a boxing promoter. And the way he talks is like horrible. Like, you're Ortega. Like, he does this horrible impression. But me and my brother, to this day, whenever we see Ron Perlman, we call him Nick Everson. It's just something that we do. It's dorky and whatnot, but it's what we do. Whenever we see him on TV, my brother's like, or he'll between telling me about a movie and say, hey, yeah, Nick Everson's in it. And I automatically know who he's talking about. Like Ron Perlman is another treasure, like another great actor who does, he's gotten some bad roles, but does great jobs with them. This movie is a, a, to me, is a great movie. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's got a lot of action, a lot of a uh, good boxing feel to it. Uh, Casas Mayador, who's a um, stuntman, who's also in the movie uh, Bobsters, if you ever see, he plays Fred Costello. He plays a guy named Davey Lane. Uh, it's got like a bit, it has like a big fight feel to it. So there's a lot, it's, there's HBOs in here and Showtime, Jimmy Lynn Jr. is in here, who does the announcer. So it kind of has like that realism to it that you should check out. What do you think about it as well? So I like, yeah, I like Jimmy Smith. I like John Seda. John Seda, um, if if you don't know, was also Chris in Selena. Yes, yes. And Selena is probably the most underrated music biopic to ever exist. See, I would have went with Selena, but being Latino, <laughs> we all know Selena. So, like, all my friends growing up, that's all they could talk about I was a it. Selena movie coming out. I get out. it. And uh, what's her name's going to get out? Um, of jail, yeah, yeah. The lady who killed her, uh, killed her. No, uh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, she's a terrible so, person. Yolanda so, so, uh, Salvador. Yeah, she's kind of getting out of jail soon. So we, I've been hearing that. And it's Jennifer Lopez's first movie, her, you know, her probably her best role. To so be honest with you, let me ask you this because I know it was like a topic of conversation when Selena came out. Were you upset that a Puerto Rican played a Mexican icon? No, I wasn't. I you gotta remember too when Selena came out it was eleven, so. It wasn't like that big of a deal to me. Um, I didn't know who Jennifer Lopez was at the time. I thought she did a good job. Anything for I, Salinas. Yes, you did. Baloney. I, oh, I, <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, I saw that. So, 
crazy story about Selena. On my dad's side, we're from Corpus, Corpus Christi, which is where Selena's from. My great aunt Rosa, who lived to be like 108, she lived maybe four blocks away from Selena's house that she grew up at. That's awesome. So th- I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody knows Chris Perez and as John Seda, but this is like one of his worlds where he boxes. And Gladiator, I don't give a shit what you say, Brian, is a great movie. It's a fucking fantastic movie. <laughs> I almost put Yumper that one I, on said this one. Yeah, that was like one of the first things Yumper and I ever bonded over. Like, I love that movie. James Marshall never went on to do anything else of note, but he was Too fantastic in that movie. Yeah, I mean, I know that, but like... It was the same year, though, so I don't think... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, check this one out if you haven't seen it. It's, uh, like I said, it's a random gem that me and my brother really enjoyed. It's a good movie. Jimmy Smith is awesome in it. So I got you and I got Bologna in here. I'm going to ask the question, right? And I think you might know where I'm going with this. Music biopics. Mm-hmm. Selena? Or La Bamba. Ooh. <laughs> if I'm going like better, like better shot, I would go Selena. But if I'm going like hilarity and better characters, I'm going La Bamba all day just because of Bob. Isai uh, Morales. Isai Morales. So, <laughs> and you met, you met my cousin Roger. Yeah. Like he looks just like Isai it's Morales. Like, yeah, and I like we have called him Bob for years <laughs> in my family. Yeah. That he just, I mean, I can't go against him. And I love Lou Diamond Phillips. I'm a you know, I mean, I have a sugar baggie still in here. Young Guns is one of my favorite oh, movies I know of all you time. Love Young Guns. Um, so and they're actually making another one. Uh you know, just I, I like La Bamba. Selena is good for I think it's a great biopic. I think it's you know, it's like a it's more Hollywood. I do think that the, the use of music in Selena is better than the use of Richie Valens music in La Bamba. Yeah, but you got to remember, too, that Richie only was out for eight months. I get it. I get it. But they used they used, I think, the perfect mix of Selena's music in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love I that mean, movie. It, and I mean, um, La Bamba also has Joey Pants. Joey Pants is his manager. It does. It does mm-hmm. have Joey Pants. Like it was a movie where I didn't think Joey, like uh, Joe Pantoliano was a terrible person in that movie. <laughs> yes. Everything uh, else, Joey Pants is a terrible person, except for La Bamba. He was like a good manager to Richie Valens. He, um, in the movie, off, at least. To go off a side note on Joey Pants, I listened to him on a podcast uh, recently, a Chaz Palmateri podcast, and he was talking about the La Bamba and other movies he was in. He had this running gag that he did so many movies in the 80s and 90s that his friends would be like, oh, yeah, I turned on a movie and uh, you weren't in. And I was surprised. <laughs> like Joey Pants, another great. I, I wish we could get him on here. Like I'm going to try my damnest to try to get him on here. But he's so busy, too. But um, there's a there's this TikTok account. The dude that played. um, the, He played Rufio and Hook. Yeah. He does this TikTok thing where he gets he goes through his mail. And it's like, where am I going to get a royalty check from today? And he opens the check up on TikTok. And it's always like, oh, he's like, oh, Hook played on TBS on Tuesday, 914 at 738 AM. Right. And he opens up the royalty check. Joey Pants could do the same thing. Totally, totally. And it'd be entertaining. Yeah. And like from everything I've heard about him and I've seen him and he's such a humble dude. Big time, big supporter of, uh, you know, stage actors, struggling actors, because he did it. He waited tables after his first big break and he didn't get anything after that for a little bit and he was waiting tables and people were like going to him saying I thought you need to see you on TV and he's like yeah I you know I, the money ran out I gotta find I gotta find his contact info and get him on the show um 
Maloney said he is going with Selena. Selena y los Dinos. I think I think I think Selena's probably the pick. Both of them, let's just get this out there. Both of them are absolutely fantastic movies. Yeah, both of them are very, very good. Um, but yeah, check this one out. This boxing movie, if you haven't seen it, it's a uh, it's right up your alley if you like boxing. Uh, Speaking of boxing, I'm gonna go to the early screening of Creed 3 tomorrow at seven. And I am very, very excited for that boxing movie. Yeah, so uh, we can do somebody talking about boxing. Like, so that movie, like, it looks good, and I like um, Michael B. Jordan. A lot of people are gonna say give me shit for this, but I see a lot of Rocky Five in that movie. It's got the same uh, premise. Okay, I think that's. I think that <laughs> might be a stretch, but I'm. I think Rocky. I think Jonathan Majors is definitely not Tommy Gunn. No, but and the it's premise of the be, story yeah. and the storyline, like. He's somebody that he trained a while ago with and like comes back. It's basically like, I don't think that's going to be, I think the story is, is that they were just boys and they were doing it together and he went to jail. Yeah. But it's kind of like, it has like a lot of Rocky five feels to me. Maybe we'll see. I'm, I am going in tomorrow. I'm very, very excited. Creed two was Rocky four. That's the whole point. They made it. Yeah. I'm very, very excited. I, uh, if it opens up at number one, which it should, that means Jonathan Majors was in two number one box office movies back. Another back. one, you know, Jonathan Majors is like killing it right now. He He's was destroying in, um, it. Ant Man, guys, Ant Man, but like uh, the Hard They Fall. If you haven't seen that movie on uh, Netflix, oh, check it out. Oh, it's a okay. western. It's a western that's produced by Jay Z. Um, Interesting. Beautifully shot. And, um, Swole put me on. That's well, Zoe put me onto it. Uh, about it it's very very good he's uh he plays a guy named matt love in that movie and uh iridus elba is actually the bad guy rufus buck check that one out that was actually really he really was good. in that world war ii fighter pilot movie was it called devotion yes I think um, the- yeah with the the dude from top gun maverick the uh, glenn powell yeah mm-hmm. yeah he was in love uh, uh lovecraft country lovecraft country was fantastic i'm still upset that it didn't get a second season even kelly like even my wife like Lovecraft Country, and she's not into, she's not into that stuff. Yeah, definitely check out those movies. I know we kind of went on a, a, a rant of. Uh, we're still movies. only an hour and twenty two. We're good. Yeah, yeah, but um, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, uh, let me know how Creed is. I'll probably go see it. I'm a Rocky sucker. You know that. I Rocky know you sucker. are, and that's why I'm going tomorrow too. Yeah, because the following week I'm gonna go see Scream Six like ten times. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be your Bam- Batman record? It won't beat the Batman, but you know how I feel about the Scream movies. Yeah. Um, which is a little teaser for later on. Yeah. But uh, let's go on to our final one. Notorious B.I.G. said it best. Either you're slinging crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. Nobody wants to work for it anymore. There's no honor in taking that after school job at Mickey D's. Honor's in the dollar, kid. Starting with the white boy way of slinging crack rock. I became a stockbroker. 2000's Boiler Room is directed by Ben Younger, who also directed Prime and Bleed for this, uh, starring Giovanni Ribisi, Vin Diesel, Neil Long, Nikki Cat, Scott Kahn, and Ben Affleck. This movie has a box office of $28 million on a $7 million budget. Swole. When I saw Affleck in this movie, because I haven't seen it in a while, I'm like, now I know why we'll pick this movie. <laughs> but uh, tell everybody why you picked it. So, first of all, this movie is a movie that I've seen probably 500 times. Um, it is The Wolf of Wall Street before The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, 
and Ben Affleck is in it for maybe fucking 45 seconds mm-hmm. in total. But he's got a line in this movie that has stuck with me. He's around the table and he's talking to these new hires. He's like, I'm getting tired of this bullshit. You got someone on the phone, act as if. Act as if you're the president of the fucking company. Ask if you act act as if you have a 10-inch cock, right? This movie is fucking awesome. I loved it. I love Giovanni Rubisi and his underground uh casino in his house. I love his love for hip hop. Um, I love Vin Diesel is hardly in it. I love um uh Scott Kahn. Um like beating the shit out of those dudes. Um, and then uh Nikki Cat. Nikki Cat is like this douchey, like he's he's Giovanni Rabisi's boss, and he's hooked hooking up with um uh, Mia, Mia Long, like this is just a good movie. I worked at the movie theater when this came out, and I swear to God, I watched it every day when I got off of my shift that summer. Yeah, this movie. Uh, so, first of all, referring to Affleck and Shanksir, you are totally correct. Like I was going to mention this, he's actually doing his you know homage to Glenn Larry Glenn Ross. Absolutely. If you haven't seen that movie with Al Pacino and Alec Baldwin and uh, Jack Lemmon, great movie. Kevin Spacey's also in there. He's an asshole, but the movie is very good. Uh, the plot the plot of this movie is loosely inspired by Jordan Belfort. Yes, it is. So this movie is basically uh is it was like you said, Wolf of Wall Street before Wolf of Wall Street. Uh Giovanni Rabisi is like in the two thousands, I thought he was gonna be super huge. He's an excellent actor. Like he was in um the movie with Nick Nolte and uh Ryan uh, Gosling, um the mobster movie. You know, you know what I'm talking about as well. I do this know came what out uh the the mob the mob that was the mob squad, it was something squad the gangster squad gangster squad where he plays a role as a dad and like a telecoms guy, like he's such a like very very you know he so has so many talents that go to different areas as he's an actor. So diverse, like he's the bad guy in Ted. Yes, like he's hilarious too. Like <laughs> and his- he's like a creepy serial killer, like <laughs> dancing to Tiffany's. I think we're alone now. Like in Ted, he's just a good actor. Very good actor. Very underrated. Should get more roles and like more recognition for what he does. The only problem is he was in that movie with um, what's her name, uh, Juliette Lewis, mm-hmm. and he went full R word, and you oh, never go full R word. <laughs> oh my god! Um, he's actually in the offer as well. Yes. Uh, yeah he he's a great actor. I I really enjoy this movie. I love the you know I'm a big sucker for kind of uh, the underground movies, you know, the movies that talk about, you know, the dark side of the city, the stuff that goes on in the underground, how people scheme people and scam people. Not a big fan of people getting done to them, but it's interesting to see how they do it. Well, and so, like there's a scene in this movie and Baloney hits on it here with Harry Renard. Um, like you feel bad for Harry and even Giovanni Rabisi knows what he's doing. So mm-hmm. he gets Vin Diesel to sign a sales slip at the end of the movie. So Harry gets his money back. Like he knew what he was doing was bad, and he had like, like, like a, like a voice in his head, like, "Hey, man, don't do this." Like he had, you know, guilt and remorse, and like it's it's just really really good. Yeah, and it's beautifully acted. You know, going back to your boy Ben Affleck, the role of um, Giovanni Ribisi's role was actually offered to Matt Damon, and Ooh. to some guy named Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> And uh, he actually turned it down to do the Born Identity, which was a great career move for him. But you know, it helped out get Giovanni Rabisi like some uh, 
some, or let's call him Seth, some more exposure, which he deserves. Well, and he was a lead in this, and he deserved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I can't see, I can see Matt Damon playing the role, you know, like, and I think it would have been too close to Rounders as well, because it's kind of like the dark side yeah, of the city. Movie. That could have made this list, but it's yes. not really a hidden gem. Yeah, it's not a hidden gem. Everybody knows about it. You know, I really enjoyed this movie. I highly recommend you check it out. Just from that opening, that's from the opening monologue, the clip I used. Like, it's like that throughout the whole movie. It has good music um, and a good storyline. And like you said, I love the fact they put Vin Diesel on the cover art and he's like in the movie for like 10 minutes. Like, yeah, he's hardly yeah. in it at all. And then there's there's like this one scene where they're like sitting around Ben Affleck's crib and like there's no furniture. It's just a TV and some chairs and they're eating pizza out of the box. He's like, did you just move in? Been here for six months. <laughs> and they're watching Wall Street and they're quoting every word of dialogue from Wall Street. And it, it, like, it's just a fun movie. Like, now, so th- that this wraps up our list, but I got a question for you, Young. Mm-hmm. Are there any movies when you were making this list that you had a hard time leaving off? Yeah, I already mentioned uh, Gladiator was one. Okay. The 1992 film because it was based in Chicago. Yeah. Cuba Gooding uh, Jr. I was also yeah, also hard about leaving it off for our bums episode, uh, but I let yeah. the I let the, um, the Twitter universe decide which one we want. We picked for that one, but Gladiator was one. Uh, Fitz has mentioned it several times in chat. Saving Silverman is another one. It's fantastic. Um, I love that movie. Jack Black uh, is yeah. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. He's the Jewish Elvis. Yeah. Come on, yeah. <laughs> And the reason they do that is because he actually does it in, uh, in one of his songs. He does, yeah. You know, Shankster, Shankster, dude, we were on the same list. Suicide King is another one I love. I got one. Um, King of New York is another one I want to put King of New York is a good one. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, so the movie that I had a hard time leaving off is, and I can't, you can't stream it anywhere. You have to buy the DVD mm-hmm. or you have to watch it on fucking YouTube. And I don't know why, um, but it's a movie called Green Street Hooligans. Yes, you've mentioned this one before. Soccer thugs and Elijah Wood is in it and uh Charlie Hunnam is in it. And he plays this kid from like I think he goes to Harvard or Yale or an Ivy League school and he goes he gets kicked out for helping a, a friend cheat or like something. I think maybe it would have cocaine, which is tough. Um and he goes over to to London to visit his sister and his brother in law and his brother in law's brother are soccer thugs. And like street gangs, and the movie's fucking fantastic. Green Street Hooligans is amazing. Yeah, that's a movie I haven't checked out. I, um, I'm gonna have to get the copy from you to watch it because I will send you the DVD copy because you will absolutely love it. I think. Yeah, it's something right up my alley. Uh, another movie that uh just escapes my mind right now. Just thinking about it. Ooh, I can't think of it on top of my head. I just had them in my when you said uh, Green Street Hooligans. I was like, oh, oh, Girls Point Blake with um John Cusack. Fantastic Another movie, movie I love. It's uh, Jeremy Pippen, even though he's a jerk. Like that movie is hilarious. Uh, I love, know. I love John Cusack movies. Like I'm not going to pretend that I don't love High Fidelity and Gross Point Blank and you know Hot Tub Time Machine and Better Off Dead. Um, I'm a, I love Gross Point Blank. That's a, that's a tough one. Yeah, to leave off a list. There was a, just tons of movies that I couldn't. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten years. Ten, ten years. My favorite part is this dude's driving and smoking a joint like nothing. <laughs> like, what the? Um, that movie is great. You know, there were so many movies that I was going like I went through this list with my brother. I'm like, which one should I include? And I'm like, oh man, you know, Gladiator. So I took Price of Glory because I watched that movie a lot more than Gladiator, but I still love them. 
it just it was kind of hard to me. But I had to throw in a horror one there. I had to throw in a you know a a martial art movie in there just to get some stuff, different stuff that we haven't heard about. But this list was hard to compile. It was hard. Um, you did you did a good job with your list though. No, you did a good, good job too. That's how I said to the movies. I did not see Overlord and Danny Collins, and I enjoyed them both. Danny Collins, I enjoyed a lot. That's awesome. Um, so like if you guys have any movies that we did not mention, throw it into our uh. YouTube comments or actually go and throw it at us on Twitter at Yumper and Swole and um, let us know. We can read them out next. Uh, so um, funny John Cusack story because we got a minute, right? Yump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got um, time. The, the night of the infamous uh, John Cusack. Uh, we won't mention the pod or the, <laughs> the website or blog uh, confrontation at the White Sox game. I actually sat next to John Cusack in the Guaranteed Rate Club for what would turn out to be the highlight of the White Sox rebuild, uh, game three of the ALDS against the Astros. Um, and I sat, I sat next to John Cusack, and I was walking out of the Guaranteed Rate Club onto 35th when he was confronted by that dude from that website that shall not be named. <laughs> so, and John, I, I, I took a picture with Cusack that night after the game because I didn't want to bother him during the game. I was like, the game was over. The White Sox won, and I'm like, "Hey, man, I don't, I don't want to bother you, but like, like I fucking grew up on your movies. Like, I love your movies." And he was like, "Can we? Can I get a picture? I didn't want to bother you during the game." And he was as nice as could be. He's like, "Absolutely, thank you for letting me watch the game." Yeah, a lot of people talk mad smack about John Cusick. I have nothing bad to say about him. He's in one of my favorite baseball movies, which is Eight Men Out. Well, and that that was his argument, and I think that's the argument ender right there. When he said, and I know like we're from Chicago and we don't, we pick a side. We're Cubs fans or Sox fans. He's like, I was in eight men out about the Black Sox. I think I can root for the White Sox if I want. Yeah. And what most people don't know is John Cusack is kind of a badass. I didn't follow him into the bathroom, Kelly. <laughs> he was. <laughs> in fact, I waited. I was like, John Cusack's in there pissing and I don't want to go in there because I don't want to think that I'm. I don't want him to think I followed him into the bathroom. Stop telling people that. That's it. Oh, did you follow I, him into the bathroom? I did. No. did. I did that. <laughs> Kelly wanted cuddles tonight. She's like, I'll watch your pod if you cuddle me. You can't be a Sox fan and a Cubs fan. Well, I got White Sox uh, season tickets, so I guess I'm a Sox fan, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, the truth and on that up. note, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> He's a Sox fan! Uh, but um, yeah. There were so many movies that I could not like, not <laughs> I could not not put on this I list. I did that like, very hard. I did it. Yeah, flip that. He's talking about me saying I'm a Sox fan. I know. Um, but who cares? But well, let's That's talk all. about what I came here for. Yeah, Shanks. I can't. The truth finally came out, Shankster. Baloney's been pestering me. He pestered me when we were drinking. He thought I was liquoring up enough to tell him. Cherizi was telling me, Beef Loaf was laying the 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 hints to tell me to tell me to tell him a Sox fan. Um, so it came out. It's out there. It's out there. It's yeah. a Yumper and Svo at the show exclusive. Yes, and you know, you know, Quasimodo predicted all this. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, get back on track here before we get too far off the rails and go into uh, the coming soon section and let everybody know what's coming out next. So Svo, you want to let everybody know? Yeah, so um, next week, the 12th, we might have to revisit that. So let's not put that in. We're not going to write that in pen or marker yet. Um, 
But we're going to do our recap of one of my favorite horror franchises, probably number two, and maybe number one because of how bad Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends was. Um, but we're going to do a revisit on the Scream franchise with Scream 6 coming out next uh, Thursday. We're going to have a special guest. His name is Vinny. He is the proprietor and owner of uh, Fashionably Male, the store in the mall. No, I'm just kidding. He owns a horror house or the horror shop. It is on Belmont, California, um, right across the street from the original Kumas. Sorry, that was my Apple Watch. Um, right across the street from the original Kumas. Um, and all they sell is horror movie memorabilia. Um, and he's going to come on here and revisit the Scream franchise with us. <laughs> yeah. Brian got that. Brian got that. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> I know. It's made me laugh, but. My brother texted me that he's like, I, I think it's hilarious about uh, Rocky, uh, Rocky Dennis. <laughs> he's like, Rocky Dennis would be excited that he lives through the uh, swole. His legacy lives on because of swole. <laughs> I, I love uh, the, the 1985 movie Mask with Cher and Eric Stoltz. Uh, so, Fids, I know you're the, the uh, proprietor of the painted glove uh, calendar. You know, uh, I, I, I will say my part about what's coming on, bro. Just calm down. So, uh, there are other shows besides getting drafty on Friday coming out. Uh, the Tang Love is canceled this week. No, uh, so be sure to check out Brian's. Uh, Brian has back, a Brian has a pod time. on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> Friday at five, seven, and nine. It's become the it's a two uh, drink minimum. Yes, um, check out Brian's playback tomorrow. Wrestling playback with the Baloney with the Baloney with Baloney. Uh, to they're gonna do AEW Dynamite Friday. Check out getting drafty in here. Brian's gonna have a nice little <laughs> nice little subject. Hey, uh, you fits, have a hard time. Hey, uh, fits, are you gonna edit my podcast? Are you gonna are you gonna edit the pod if we get it up there? Uh, but yeah, Brian ha- uh, has a pod on Friday for comedy comedy movie villains that I'll be a part of with the NES crew minus Jason, and then Sunday the Tang Love will go live at seven o'clock. Then the week after that, that Sunday night for sure, we are doing the Oscars. We might not do the Scream episode that night. We're gonna work it out. We might do the following week, and we'll put it on the calendar feeds. Absolutely uh, for that, but that's gonna be a fun one. And then check out the uh, Tangle of TikTok for a little stuff I throw on there. Um, big shout out to everybody who came to again to the Winner Circle. Thank you so much, guys, for watching this shenanigans on YouTube today and wherever you guys listen. You know we appreciate you guys. We love doing this stuff, and yeah. we do it because it's you know it's like not just a hobby; it's something we're passionate about, and we like making people laugh. So wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. The documentation, like when you said you would edit the pod and you didn't, like when we kept the receipts, is that the documentation you need? Vince, are you going to edit the pod? Did you say that? I did. I did that. <laughs> no, we give Fitz a lot of shit, but that's our dude. We give each other shit constantly, <laughs> yeah. all of us, but we love Fitz. Um, but yeah, with good that, show. guys, great show today. I'm going to end this with thank you again to everybody. And we're going to get to Swole's final thought. Man, yeah, so um, Dougie just put it in there, and I know we talked about it at the beginning, but we do this show because we love talking about movies. Um, we love like bullshitting with people that we like. Um, the Wiener Circle was an event that I absolutely loved, and I will be, um, we will be doing something like that again. We have a lot of cool things planned for the summer um, that are on the Google Calendar, I think. Um, and also, uh, my other passion and Yump, I hope you're okay with me plugging this. My other passion is college football, and I'm going to be doing 
a uh, college football like bi-weekly pod with uh, our homeboy, Bruhan Luke, where we talk about everything top 25, college football, um, Heisman watch and contenders, and uh, it'll be a lot more than Florida State and Oregon talk. Uh, we will even talk about Notre Dame on there, but we um, we love you guys, and we're excited that to share all of the content with you. And my sump pump just went off. <laughs> yeah, uh, so check out Swole's show. Um, also, I forgot to mention that we do have a store with crazy shirts and whatnot so check that out someone in this chat bought a tank top yes and we really appreciate it <laughs> we do appreciate you Dougie. Um, we have new stuff coming out too there that we'll probably be discussing and releasing sometimes soon uh but thank you guys again well awesome doing this with you guys thank you guys so much for tuning in i'll drop the pod either today or tomorrow for the audio version and with that we're out guys we'll see you deuces Thank you for listening to Yumper and Svo at the Show Podcast. A Tannin Glove production. That's it. I'm getting out of here.